Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pam Perry. Have we got a good show for you today. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to be talking today with Dr. Geneva Williams, and she's going to be talking about entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship, that is. And she's going to be talking about leadership and innovation. So you may be wondering, what is social entrepreneurship anyway? A definition from a PDS series says a social entrepreneur identifies and solves social problems on a large scale. Just as business entrepreneurs create and transform whole industries, social change agents for society seize opportunities others miss in order to improve systems, invent, and disseminate new approaches and advance sustainable solutions that create social value. Now, unlike traditional business entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs primarily seek to generate social value rather than profit. And unlike the majority of not-for-profit organizations, their work is targeted not only towards immediate small-scale effects, but sweeping long-term change. So you can see why someone would have to be a visionary in order to do that. The job of a social entrepreneur is to really recognize when part of the society is stuck um, to provide new ways to get it unstuck. You know, Dr. Geneva finds that she's one in the community. So let me tell you a little bit about uh, Dr. Geneva Williams. She is known for her entrepreneurship in inspiring change. Uh, She's a presenter, an award-winning executive, a radio host, and a leadership coach. Not only has she mobilized Detroit metropolitan area volunteers to support underserved neighborhoods, but she's also raised millions for innovative community projects. She was recognized as Detroit's 100 Most Influential Women by Detroit, uh, Crane's Detroit Business, and she has realized that um, that really that she has changed. She has tried to give much more back to the communities in which she lives and serves. You heard the the uh, old saying, "Too much is given, much is um, much is required." So that's really her mantra because she's been giving a lot and it's required a lot from her. So after working many years um, for the United Way, developing new strategies and generating resources for Detroit's critical social and financial problems, Dr. Geneva became the first female president and CEO of the region's United Way. And then after four years in office, she co-founded United Way Community Service, a merger between United Way affiliates 
And as the first vice president COO of the organization, she gave the entire program a facelift, continuing to secure national and local dollars for community needs. Not only did she inspire hundreds of professionals to mentor Detroit youth, but she also served as a champion of quality education in urban communities through Compact, Detroit's first successful education reform effort. If I only just stop there, that's just a lot right there. But right now she continued on. She's one of those people that just bigger and bigger. But by now she realized that she was in competition with no one but herself. So in 2001 she launched City Connect uh, Detroit, she was a founding president, as a founding president, in addition to creating a solid public-private partnership. And that's what Sydney Energy Show was about, about partnerships. And what did she do with that partnership? She secured greater, greater financial investment for Detroit as a whole, and she secured over $100 million in national and local funding for youth development, education reform, and community development. Then after successfully serving in leadership roles for various organizations such as Western Michigan University, DPS, Detroit Public Schools, First Independence Bank, uh, NAACP, it was clear that she was not only called to stand up and stand out, but to lead. So this show is really talking about leadership and innovation. She's a highly sought-after guest lecturer and motivational speaker. Um, she's been recognized both locally and nationally. Um, her accolades include the Local Hero Award from Bank of America, the Heritage Award from Ford Motor Company, and the Distinguished Leadership Award from the National Association for Community Leadership, to name a few. Currently, she's a consultant for the Kresge Foundation, and her mission and purpose is clear, to lead unapologetically, transforming lives, one individual, one organization at a time. So with that, I welcome Dr. Geneva Williams. How are you? Well, fine, thank you, Pam, and it's great to be with you today. And I just want to say that was a lovely introduction, but the accolades (laughs) and all the praise goes to the hundreds and hundreds of people every day who are working to make a difference in their community, and it's been my privilege to work alongside of many of them. Yeah, I you know, I read the bio, and it is so illustrious. I mean, so what is it really, Dr. Geneva, that makes you tick? How did you, how did you get to this point? Well, I, I've been on a journey most of my life to create social change, work with others mm-hmm. to create social change. And it's been a phenomenal uh, learning experience and have met many people along the way who, every day are doing something to make a difference in their community. I I started in Philadelphia uh, working mm-hmm. with um, uh, gangs, uh, street gangs, and law enforce- enforcement officials trying to find better ways to keep kids out of the juvenile justice system and then came to Detroit where I started a long career with United Way, started at the the very low rung as as planner and and worked with uh, hundreds of volunteers and community organizations who were every day tackling social problems and then worked my way up through United Way um, and became its president and then went on to do, again, lots of things in working with others to try to make a difference in the community, particularly in terms of education, youth employment, 
and those kinds of things that we really, really need to have innovative approaches to working together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So education seems to be one of your hot buttons. So how did you decide or how did you, you know, blend education with your passion for, uh, I guess you'd say, social entrepreneurship or activism in your career? Well, you know, I started out as a as a social worker, community organizer, and mm-hmm. in working with um, on various social problems, it became real clear that so many of today's problems are interconnected. When you have young people coming into classrooms and, you know, the role of teachers and educators is, is to teach, but so often, particularly today, we find that our young people come in with so many problems. They're hungry. They, you know, haven't gotten enough sleep. Various things are happening in their homes and in their community, those social problems. And so there really is a very close connection between educating of young people and also dealing with their social problems. So, And I faced um, many, many situations where the interconnectedness between um, various forces in society play on people. And I wanted to get, I wanted to have a chance to, learn about from an academic perspective much of what I have been doing every day in terms of practice. So I wanted to learn about how the practice that I did every day in working with social problems, working with others, how that in fact related to the educational uh, setting and what was the theoretical concepts behind the kinds of work we were trying to do in the community. So that's why I decided to get a doctorate in educational leadership. And why I chose the leadership part of it was because I do believe very strongly in the ability uh, of all of us to be able to lead change. And I think everyone can be a leader, um, whether it's their workplace, in the community, at home. And so I think that um, those those things that we learn as leaders help develop us to help other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like you're really, really passionate about that connection between education, social problems, uh, leadership, leadership instruction, mm-hmm. what was your defining moment, I guess you could say, that kind of set the path for you? Uh, something maybe you growing up or something you witnessed? Um, what was it well, that you mm-hmm. A defining moment, huh? Well, I, there's probably seconds of defining uh, <laughs> things that occurred uh, in my life, but, but probably probably most would be um watching and learning from my parents they were they mm-hmm. were uh, activists in their community and um always were about the business of um you know taking care of their family but also doing a lot in the community and they always told me that you know you have responsibilities uh to give mm-hmm. back and always be there for others. Um, And one moment I can think of very clearly is when uh, my parents had uh, launched a uh, uh, 
uh, a supreme uh, fight to get into uh, an all-white neighborhood to own a home. And they were um, they were told they could not get a home because of the color of their skin. And so they weren't going to take that, so they went all the way to the New Jersey Supreme Court and received a landmark decision that allowed them to move into uh, this neighborhood, beautiful home they built. Uh, but they, after they moved in, they used to get a lot of hate mail and a lot of things that wow. you know, none of us want to receive. And one evening, a cross was burned on our lawn. And I remember so clearly afterwards talking to particularly my father about it because I was just terrified and had all these kinds of emotions. And he was quite calm. And I asked him, you know, well, why are you so cool, Dad? And he said, well, Gigi, and that's my nickname. He said, well, Gigi, um, he said, you know, these are the struggles that we have to go through. He said, we just believe that everybody deserves a piece of the pie, a piece of the American dream. Wow. And we need to do whatever we can to see that not only we, but others in the community mm. uh, get those opportunities. And if anything, I, all, I almost every day think about that, um, think about what happened then and remember that it's about opportunity and I see as my responsibility working with others to try to find ways to create opportunities. Mhm, mhm. That's phenomenal. I mean yeah. to and, have witnessed that, really, to live through that. Yeah, and I really think that's what uh, this term social entrepreneurship to now um, back in the day, you know, it, it's a relatively new term that's come about. I'm, mm-hmm, I'm just mm-hmm. a community problem solver and been working at that for years. But uh, I and others who do this kind of work, we always look for the opportunity, the opportunity to change, the opportunities to um, make a difference, the opportunities to bring other people around the table. And we see where there are problems that, in fact, if we work together, we can create opportunities. Like recently in in Detroit, we saw that there were too many young people who during the summer couldn't get a summer job. And we know how important that kind of work experience is for for all of us. I'm sure all of us can fondly remember the first time we had some chance to work at something. And it... It helps grow you, helps get you used to working. And But in Detroit, there were too many young people who didn't have that opportunity, and, and the federal government programs could only support so many young people in having a job. So we got together to create a community-wide effort to support the creation of summer jobs where we worked with employers and worked with the mayor and worked with community mm. leaders to find ways to go beyond um, what typically had been a summer experience of the number of opportunities for young people and create a sustainable way to every summer create jobs, raise dollars, provide those kinds of experiences for young people so that we can help young people grow. 
Um, and, and that's what really I think uh, those who work for social change are trying to do. They're trying to see the opportunity, seize it, be determined, be, you know, doggedly face, you know, uh, the challenges and the barriers. And this program that I, this effort that I just referred to was cited as a national model for how, in mm-hmm. fact, you can create change in a community. And that's really one of the main things. You had to work with other people. You had to collaborate. You had to create that mm-hmm. synergy energy. So often mm-hmm. you're called to, like, lead workshops and keynote. And can you talk about how, because people always ask you, how did you do it? You know, how you connect with people that that may not have the same background, they have major differences, but you create win-win partnerships. So you had to work with employers and the government and, and mm-hmm. the community and the schools, you know, and each one of them right. has their own different uh, ways of doing things, but you kind of pull them all together. So when you when you talk or when you give speeches and to tell people how to really pull people together. Well, really, and in, in just in, in practice, one of the things we know is that, and something I've always found whenever I work with lots of different groups and individuals is that typically you can find some things in common that people have. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people want, many, many people want the, you know kids to grow up successfully. Many people mm-hmm. want opportunities for, you know, quality health, good health care. And so first finding uh, what is common, in fact, what what is shared among various groups, what's the common purpose, what is it that we can come together and agree on, what are those agreement points. And so typically that's a first approach. Let's talk about it, let's find out what we have in common. And then I think also communication, uh, constantly being able to um, listen, to share, to uh, feedback to folk, to make sure that you're understanding um, what people are saying. So good communication skills and using good communication techniques is is what we also know works in collaboration. And then the thing that 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 often is is hard people find hard to do and perhaps not talked about as much but is essential to good collaboration is establishing trustful relationships you know oh, that is being good. able to yeah to value the various talents and perspectives and resources that pe- people bring to a table and being able then to you know interact and uh, build confidence in and working with others and really being able to rely on others who are around the table. So that takes some work in terms of building those trustful relationships, but clearly it's a key part of collaboration. Um, so mm-hmm. the, the the communication, the being able to work around common goals and, and jointly plan around those goals and and, and building trustful, good relationships are are generally the, the keys to uh, good collaboration. Mm-hmm. And that's really the key to leadership because what you just outlined is what, what I see is really makes a good leader. A, a good leader listens, they share, they empower, they plan mm-hmm. jointly, they respect, 
um, and they communicate. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's probably why a lot of people um, come to you. Uh, You have a a numerous mentees or protégés who are now uh, superstar social entrepreneurs in their own right because you you help create them or you created the environment for them to thrive uh, during your career. Um, what what is the thing that you see that they're all now at various organizations? Um, what is the thing that mm-hmm. you see that they all had in common? Well, many of them are doing they're just doing such great work, and I'm so proud of of uh, them and and many other people who again day by day are are working and leading a change and making making a difference, making contributions in the community. I think the the um young people particularly that I've worked with um have a couple of things uh in common um one they uh um they have a drive and a, a a real passion for the work they do and they know their passion they understand it and um they want to make it come alive so so i i think that's one mm-hmm. i i think i've also found that um a number of them are very creative um they come up with new ideas mm-hmm. and and ways out of the box thinking um they also know how to inspire others cuz frequently they're they're charged with uh, leading others or they have staff or they're working with others. So they, they do a good job in uh, being inspirational. Um, they also are very uh, courageous um, because oftentimes mm-hmm. this work requires that you be bold, um, that you have the courage because you're oftentimes going to be told no. And so the the people that I've worked with, they learn that, you know, no is, is just the, you know, first step to taking the next step. <laughs> and they have the courage mm-hmm. and the tenacity to to kind of follow it through. And then I found a number of them really have a um a really great ability to uh, see the future and understand what the outcomes need to be, and so they have a, a way of uh, of uh, um, being clear about um, what should what should come as a result of a social change effort, like you know more children having access to immunizations, and so they're real clear about that, and then they work themselves back to saying, you know, okay, so what needs to happen in order to make sure that every child gets the immunization shots that they need? And then ask themselves, okay, now who else needs to be around the table? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, a combination of, you know, again, seeing those outcomes, being able to inspire uh, having the creativity to come up with new and innovative out-the-box thinking, um, being able to directly, um, what I call directly get in the mix of things so that, um, you know, they're not bystanders to to change, but rather right in the middle of it, working with others, rolling up their sleeves and, um, you know, getting into it. So do you what do you think is the biggest challenge then facing uh leaders today, you know, primarily 
those that are coming into the the fold today or the leader are there different challenges that they're facing now that you didn't have to face when you were running your different organizations well i i, I don't know if the, the challenges are as much uh, different as they are um in a in a new context um certainly um you know with technology being like it is and just rapidly things rapidly in um evolving and so many people wanting to um um be involved in in communities so i think the context for leadership is is different um but i i think some of the basics are are still there the um the the challenge of uh you know being able to um take a non profit and be very clear about its mission and be mission driven um which you know today because you're trying to juggle so many different funding sources um oftentimes you know you'll have it it's very easy to get into mission drift for example um with so many different funding sources and Today's uh, leaders, particularly of nonprofits, are faced with, you know, it's just not about the social mission, mission, but it also is about being a good business executive and being able to handle finances and human resource issues. And so the context of those issues is different and more dynamic. However, it's the same basic thing you got to as a leader. You know, you have to take care of your people. You have to watch the money. You have to be clear about mm-hmm. mission. You have to be able to collaborate and bring people around the table. Um, so some of those are, you know, the same. They're just in a different context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're involved in still a lot of different things. and You're in the process of writing a book and launching a radio show. You're doing consulting. Um, you're doing coaching. So how do you stay on top of all of these things you do, plus stay upbeat and positive? Uh, A lot of prayer and good exercise. (laughs) (laughs) That's good Um, advice. That is good advice. I I mean, you know, again, the uh, and I mean that. Um, I think it's always important to have your inner strength and faith, whatever that is, um, that comforts you and motivates you and surrounds you. Um, and it's good to work out, to, to you know, to take the time to mm-hmm. exercise, to uh, take, a, take a walk, take a mm-hmm. break, relax, uh, and then get back in it, get back, get back yeah. into the fight. Uh, because, again, it, it is a struggle, um, a day-to-day struggle, and um, you have, you have to find ways to to keep at it, um, mm-hmm, to keep mm-hmm. growing and learning. The other thing I find is that the uh, learning part is a help as well. Um, to constantly be researching, googling, yeah. hearing from others, looking and finding out new tips and innovative ways to approach mm-hmm. things, and learn from others. And I'm constantly still doing that. Every day I'm learning. Um, that is and good. Trying that's, to learn. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes a good leader. 
you know, the person that is not uh, a, a dam, you know, where they're it's blocked up, but they're always flowing, they're always growing. It's an ocean where it's an ebb and a flow, and it's it's growing, whether it's just stuck in one area. And, um, you know, you're always, uh, lack of a better word, you're reinventing. And that's a good thing because because different situations change, and so you have to reinvent to go with the flow and, and to see different challenges and opportunities. So do you have any tips for our listeners on how to be an effective community leader and social entrepreneur to make an impact? Because that's what your show is going to be about, about making an impact. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one one thing that I always um, share with folks first is know yourself. Mm-hmm. I do believe that leadership is a lot about self-development, how you um, work with yourself, how you understand yourself, how you um, know your assignment, that you, in mm-hmm. fact, um, understand your mission. And I advise people to to create a mission statement for yourself and want something mm-hmm. that you'll look at from time to time and post it, you know, do it up nice, put it, frame it, post it, put it on your wall mm-hmm. and look at it to constantly remind yourself about your purpose and knowing yourself and know your assignment. Um, I, I, I think also, um, I think that there's nothing better than hands-on experience. And so every time you, you're doing something, you're having an experience, you're leading, you're facing difficult situations, always reflect and learn from it. Um, because that hands-on mm-hmm. experience and on-the-job training is is really going to serve you well. Uh, that experience, and some people have said to me, "Well, you know, I don't, you know, I'm doing some things, but I want to have some different experiences." And I always say, "Volunteer. You can always, you know, you might yeah. be in a, you might be in a corporate setting, and but you want to learn more about social." social work, social needs, the community, volunteer at a community organization. That gives you that hands-on experience, which is which is so valuable. Um, I also suggest mm-hmm. to uh, folk to look to others, um, read about others. Uh, there's so much information out there today that you can read um, about people who you admire, of people who inspire you, you can read about them, you can learn about them, you can listen to their uh, podcast, you can um, learn mm-hmm. more about what it is they do, what about their personal stories, because in, in everybody's story, because everybody does have a story, and in everybody's story, there's something that you can learn or something that will probably inspire you. Um, and so those are some of the the tips or things that I would say to others, know yourself, uh, get that hands-on, hands-on experience and, and treasure it and reflect on it and learn from it. Um, you know, listen to others, learn from others, and uh, get your inspiration from a lot of different places. So we, we're uh, about out of time here. So how can our listeners get in touch with you, Dr. Geneva? Well, they could visit my website, drgenevaspeaks.com, and I would love to hear from uh, anyone and anybody. I'd love to hear what their thoughts are. I'd love to hear how 
people are working uh, in their communities, working with others to make a difference because there's so many people out there who are doing that. And I'm passionate about um, particularly the younger generation um, and uh, helping in whatever way I can to, you know, by sharing tips or techniques or experiences to help them um, be the leaders that uh, I know they will be. I think uh, some people will be contacting you. I know in particular if they know that you've secured uh, national and local funding of over $100 million, you probably will get some calls here of people hitting me up. It's like, how did you do that? You know, so yes. that's one of the main yeah, things. Well, There's yeah. a lot, lot of funding sources that you can help people with. Yes. And, you know, that was uh, the um, – we had set up a, an innovative model to not only raise uh, dollars for supportive community issues, but to also do that through public-private partnerships. So, again, that collaboration. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, mm-hmm. a dual purpose. And in the process of creating many, many of these partnerships to tackle problems like homelessness and education and youth unemployment, mm-hmm. um, we were able – We were able to secure, you know, lots of, of dollars for to help uh with those resources. But I still believe that the that the main um you know the the main thing about all of that, that innovative model was about the collaboration, the bringing people mm-hmm. from various sectors together to uh, work collaboratively, to work jointly, to agree on what the problem was, to agree on what the approaches should be, and then to jointly um, uh, submit a variety of proposals and applications to attract dollars. So that was the key to it, Pam, and and really, you know, one of my major life lessons, and that is that people solve problems. Money helps, Mm -hmm. but people solve problems. That's good. That's good. Dr. Geneva Williams, thank you so much for being on the Synergy Energy Show today. You can reach her at drgenevaspeaks.com. She's also on Facebook. She's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and soon with her own radio show, Dr. Geneva Speaks. So you can also email her directly at drgenevaspeaks at gmail.com if you have a direct question you want to ask or you'd like to get some coaching or consulting, she's available there. And I just thank you so much today for all that you're doing in the community and, and, and the things that you're doing. Thank you for taking the time out today for speaking with us on the CMGMG show. Well, thank you so much, Pam. All righty. God bless. All right. That thank is you. our show today for this for the CMG Energy show. And uh, we will be Uh, doing more and more shows like this. Hopefully this inspires you and gives you the uh, success and things that, uh, tips that you need to keep going forward. Keep up doing the good work. God bless.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.